Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Today on the Investing for Freedom podcast, we're going to talk about leveraging expertise. If you've been around me any amount of time or ever worked with me or just listen to my podcast, you'll probably realize that I'm a big fan of leveraging other people's time, talents, etc. I believe at the core of everything we do, I mean, if you want to achieve something that you're not currently achieving, you've got to leverage a new idea. You've got to leverage somebody else's talents. You've got to leverage somebody else's time. Uh, we talk a lot about, you know, the people on your team and, and, uh, and then that could be an external team. It could be an internal team. Maybe it's your attorney, accountant, people that you utilize on Upwork, um, contract employees, et cetera. Um, but really, I think what separates people who are extremely successful from those who aren't is the idea that, oh, I can just get it done faster myself. Um, if you want it done right, um, you've got to do it yourself. And while that might benefit you for a short period of time, if you really think about leveraging other people's time and talents, you can get so much more accomplished. Um, I had written in a, in a blog on our website, fourpeakspartners.com, a while back about this subject. And we discussed there the earliest NFL players were jack-of-all-trades. Uh, many players played multiple positions, both offense, defense, sometimes playing the entire game, every single down. Uh, George Blanda was one of the best players of his era in the 50s and 60s, and he was one of those jack-of-all-trades. Um, on one play, you'd see him throw a touchdown, and then the very next play, he'd kick the extra point. Economics obviously had something to do with this. Um, teams keeping their rosters low. Um, to minimize payroll. But since those early days, the NFL's become one of the most lucrative sports on the planet. And it's evolved into a league of highly specialized players that are skilled at one position and not multiple. Um, NFL teams want to win, and to give them the best chance of winning, they have to assemble the best group of specialists possible. And because the NFL teams make so much money from attendance, TV nights and merchandising, they can afford to attract some of the best players at their positions to achieve the goal of obviously winning a Super Bowl. Um, physical attributes aside, teams from the early NFL days don't stand a chance against the teams today because of the gap in the skill levels. Um, a team with the best quarterback and running back in the league is going to have an advantage over a team with a so-so quarterback who also happens to be a so-so running back. Um, as the NFL, so is the case with business where jack-of-all-trades and masters of none are at a disadvantage against competing businesses with highly experienced and skilled executives at every level throughout the organization. So a company where the CEO surrounds himself or herself with the best CFO, COO, controller, um, legal counsel, HR, obviously they're going to be more efficient, more, pos uh, more profitable than the company where one person spreads themselves thin trying to do the job of several individuals. Um, and this is, you know, in times like this, we're, we're in uh, mid-May of 2020 and we're obviously dealing with, you know, COVID and all of us are looking about the uh, profitability and efficiency of our companies. and. You know, we have to be really careful. And I heard it said a while back that, um, you know, there's basically three different levels of, of surgery. Um, you know, one, you're cutting fat, which is not really challenging and it's not harmful to the body or the organization in this case. But then when you start getting into muscle, uh, we've got to be a little bit more refined. 
because muscle can come back, but it takes more time, it's more painful, and it can ultimately affect other areas of our body. But when you get into cutting bone, which is the support structure of your organization, you have to be really careful. So that's kind of a little sidebar. But in times like this, you know, when we're looking about um, leveraging people's expertise and talent, we've spent so much time and money and energy building out our teams, um, leveraging other people's time and talents. And, and now we're in an environment where we're having to cut some of that. We've got to be extremely careful and try to figure out how to keep our core structure, the bone, if you will, of the organization intact. So anyway, um, back to the expertise and how does this apply to the investing? So in the investing world, some of the most affluent and successful investors recognize that the value of leveraging um, the expertise of others is the most important, um, quickest way to success. And to that end, ultra wealthy investors prefer to avoid the volatility of the Wall Street sandbox. Um, a lot of them prefer the alternative investment class. Um, you know, we discussed a while back where the you know, wealthy are moving their, their capital right now, and a lot of it's into debt. Um, they're moving you know, a lot of stuff out of Wall Street, and they're coming into like first position debt on properties. Um, it's an interesting point that most of these sophisticated investors made their money in an industry other than the one that they're heavily invested now. And I've said this for a while. Um, I really think that the key to success is obviously multiple streams of income, but getting a little bit more specific on that, um, it's one thing to invest in real estate, but the majority of really, really successful people, their main business is not real estate investing. Now, there's a lot of companies out there that do a really good job at real estate investing, but the majority of really successful people, individuals, made a lot of their money in some other form of business, which is how we got started. We had a plumbing and heating company, and then we expanded into general contracting and bought a kitchen and bath remodeling company and you know, expanded into all these um, different businesses and, and forms of revenue. And then we started investing in real estate, um, number one, for the tax benefits, number two, for long-term wealth. Um, I've shared this story before, but you know, Karen and I were really looking at um, what did retirement look like? I kind of thought at that point in time, I'm going to be 65 years old and I'm not going to have a 401k because I'm really not interested in that. Um, as I said, the sandbox of Wall Street. Um, so, you know, we really started thinking, hey, what are, what, are, what are we going to do with this cash? Let's start investing some of this cash that we're spinning off in real estate. It's a long-term cash flowing asset. And that's really how the majority of people really get into investing in real estate. But um, a lot of the ultra wealthy people, um, and here's the important lesson that we can learn from them, they're aware of what they don't know. Um, Dr. Jade Tata talks about this, and I love it. It's basically the three levels of awareness, which I won't get into a, a lot of that right now. But the most important lesson we can learn from the ultra wealthy, they're aware of what they don't know. Um, and so that owner, he might be in a niche shoe company, uh, you know, passionate about making high-end hiking boots. And he knows that market inside and out, and he's got the best team assembled, and, and they're focused on what they make money on. But still, he may not know anything about multifamily investments in the Midwest or affordable housing in secondary markets, um, or in our case at Four Peaks Capital Partners, our primary investment strategy right now has been for the last couple of years, manufactured housing. And I actually think on the other side of um, you know, this pandemic economic challenge that we're going through, I think the case and the need for affordable housing is going to be stronger than ever. So what am I really saying? Um, you know, you don't have to be an expert at everything. Just like whether you have a job and you work on a team and you look around you, you're, you're probably, you probably don't need to know everything about everything in order to run that business. And even if you've got a concept around it, you're probably not the best person to do that. 
um, you're probably looking around and learning how to leverage other people's time and talents. And one of my mentors always says, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you need to find a bigger room. So if you are that person that you're constantly letting your ego get in the way because you want to be the smartest guy in the room or you want to, um, you know, kind of, hey, look at me now or tell everybody how smart you are, that might work for a little bit. But ultimately, at the end of the day, um, the person who says the least and listens the most is probably going to win. Um, and so just like the ultra wealthy do by relying on others and leveraging the expertise of others in a certain asset class or investment arena, that might be your best investment strategy. The reason why I'm talking about all this right now is whether you're running a business, whether you're working on a team, or whether you're considering getting into real estate investing. Or maybe you're that person that said, hey, you know, I've done pretty well. I've got 10 rentals, but honestly, like, I, I don't have time for it. I'm thinking about turning it over to a property management company. And how do I continue to invest in more real estate and get the benefits of it? Um, I would just encourage you to reach out to us at uh, www.4peakspartners.com. Um, or you can just join the Facebook community, the Investing for Freedom Facebook community. And, you know, we'll be talking a lot about some of the um, assets that we invest in and how you can get involved in that. So am I saying that you should be a passive investor? I mean, that, that's up to you. You've got to really decide, you know, what you're an expert at and what you're going to leverage other people to be an expert at. And one of the main reasons why I'm really talking about this right now, I've had people come out of nowhere since all this started thinking, Hey, is it a good time to invest in real estate? Hey, I've been thinking about investing in real estate for a while. Hey, I've got $50,000 saved up. What should I buy? That's the wrong question. Um, if you're not an experienced investor and you're not investing in your education, then I'm not really sure that I can tell you what you should be investing in. I think that you'd be better suited to invest passively with the right operator, you know, somebody that you know, and, and maybe just invest alongside of them and let your money uh, make some returns and you get the benefit of investing in real estate and then learn along the way. Um, I literally had somebody reach out to me, and this girl is actually a very, very smart girl. Um, she worked for me years ago in a cabinet shop that I owned, and she just asked me the other day. She said, hey, they're, they're both successful. She's now got a career in nursing, and her husband's a very successful contractor, works for a contracting company. And she said, I really want can you point me in the right direction on how I can learn about budgeting and saving money and begin investing? Because my husband and I want to start buying investment properties, but I want to understand where to start. How do I learn? That's the right question. So if you're not there yet and you've got some cash, then maybe what you should do is really start considering investing passively. Like I said, reach out to us at www.4peakspartners.com or send me an email at team at investingforfreedom.co and we can talk more about that. So anyway, pulling this back together, by leveraging the expertise of others, um, we accomplish two goals. We maximize efficiency and return, and we optimize diversification. By assembling a dream team of experts through funds spread across multiple asset classes, geographic locations, sophisticated investors can maximize returns. And they do it all while enjoying multiple levels of diversification that will shield them against downturns in broader markets. And they do this to ensure that cash flow appreciation and downside protection even through recession, exists in their portfolios. So am I saying you should invest passively? Am I saying you should be an active investor? I'm not saying any of that. I'm just throwing out that there's other things to think about. And whether you decide to be an active investor in a real estate portfolio, or you decide to be a passive investor in a real estate portfolio, either way, you're going to have to learn how to leverage expertise. 
if you decide to become active, you need to learn from someone. You probably need to hire a coach. You probably need to go through a mentoring program. You probably need to find the right realtor. You probably need to find the right title company. You probably need to find the right appraiser. You need to have the right contractors to call that are actually going to take your call and show up and do what you need them to do. So that's leveraging expertise. If you're going to become a passive investor, then you really need to leverage the expertise of somebody who's already doing it. And I would just encourage you to do your homework and dig into that, whether it's us at Four Peaks Capital Partners, um, you know, we've got references we could provide, or you decide to invest passively in a different asset class. Maybe you want to invest in cannabis. Maybe you want to invest in um, crypto. I don't know any of that stuff. I don't know anything about any of those. And that's why I don't invest in it because I want to invest in areas that um, I either number one, understand, or I know somebody in the industry who I really trust and I can leverage their expertise. So I hope that was helpful. Um, you know, it's always important, whether you're starting a business, whether you're starting an investment company, um, leveraging other people's time, talent, and abilities is probably the most important thing um, that you can really get your mind around. If you can master that, you will be successful for a long time. A lot of times when we talk about leverage, we think about money and debt, but the reality is leveraging other people's time and talents and abilities is just as valuable, if not more valuable, than leveraging financial capital. So. You guys have a great day. I hope that that helps you with something. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you'd take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.